Life Audio. Hi, I'm Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Girl Club. We'll be right with you after these messages. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. And whenever you're listening, I'm Cynthia Garrett and welcome to Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. And joining me in studio today, because I'm just going to dive right in on this Monday, are my two sisters in Christ, my co-hosts, your Girl Club tribe, family members, and two incredible singer-songwriters, actually. I, I, I do try to mention that to encourage you guys to check them out on the side. Check out their websites and their social media platforms so that you can really be aware of the things that they're doing. And if you have the chance to be blessed by their music, I encourage you to bless yourself. Nova Page and Christina Reynolds are here in studio. And you guys, we were on a rant before we got started live this morning (laughs) because I have to tell you, I, I woke up and all I could think of was the thing that annoys me most about Christians in the world today. And I got to kind of call out the Western church because I think this is sort of a Western church problem because we have all kinds of things to be distracted with and because life is easier in a lot of ways and because we live in these ivory towers, many of us, and we think that if we call ourselves woke or progressive, then we're like, liked by both sides. We're liked by the kingdom and we're liked by Christians. And I have to tell you, I don't like you. If you call yourself a progressive Christian or a woke Christian, I don't like you. If you assume that I'm down for Black Lives Matter just because I'm Black, I don't like you because you are part of the problem, not part of the solution. And I have the extreme frustration, you guys, of spending the weekend with someone who from hello, and you know me, I love everyone from hello, but from hello, her lukewarm spirit just annoyed me to death. You know, one of those Christians that talks a good game about being a Christian, but when it comes right down to it, doesn't know anything about the word of God. And when they speak about the word of God, they so butcher 
the stories that they're claiming to know that what they're giving you is this watered down superficial like story to justify whatever they want to justify and make themselves feel good. If you're really living for Christ, you don't always feel good because he, the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin and our hypocrisy. So yeah, so this Monday, I am annoyed with lukewarm Christians. You are part of the problem. And I really understand why God says, I just gonna spit you out. Just gonna spit you out. And I think the Western church is in real jeopardy of being spit out. We are so lukewarm, wake up. Wake up and stand up for the truth of God. And no, you shouldn't shush your voice when you're speaking the truth of God in love. So that's where I am this morning. How about you guys? <laughs> First of all, I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying laughing because, <laughs> oh, I love you. Oh, I have a funny story. Somebody asked me one time, they're like, are you woke? And I was like, if you mean like Ephesians 2, I have made, I've been made alive with Christ. No, <laughs> I go, yes, I am awake. I am alive. <laughs> Girl, I didn't even know what woke was like four years ago. So I was like, yeah, dude, I'm I'm awoke. I'm awake. I'm alive. I'm awoke. But you want to know the sad thing? No. I know. It's a it's it's a it's a bastardization of actually what it means to be awakened to the light of Christ, to be enlightened by the knowledge of God. Right? So I just love, I just love how the enemy just keeps misconstruing everything. Yeah. Yeah. I like that Pamela just said, I'm laughing too, because I'm actually, I'm also very grieved. And I think that is the word is just feeling the pain of it guys. So last week, no, wait, what's today? Yes. Last week on Wednesday, I finally saw a sound of freedom. And this is going to play into this. And I was very nervous to watch it. Like you guys, like I was like leading up to it. I was having massively bad dreams, like so much fear involved because just my heart just breaks. Light of just human trafficking for one. Secondly, child slavery. And then third, the abuse of children sexually. I mean, it just, I, I become pretty much enraged to the point that I feel like I can't calm down. And I was just very apprehensive about watching it, but I wanted to show my support. So I went with a good friend a really strong intercessor. So I felt like, okay, we're going to go and we're going to pray. And I just wept for like, what, two and a half hours. I felt like my heart was going to explode. I was like, it felt like a really intense, like two, a little over two hours of straight intercession to almost to the point of travail. Like it was so powerful. And like, I think when I walked away from that, I realized in my own mind how much I have like been okay with certain things that are portrayed like, like they'll just saying like sexual things or fantasy or this or whatever that, that are just like the little beginnings of like what starts luring you down this dark path of like perversion. And I'm, I'm it's everywhere. It's inundated in all of our media and all of our, our movies, our social media, our magazines are everything that we see. And I'm seeing this breakdown of family everywhere. Talk about every agenda possible under the sun is an outright fight against family which I see is like the main issue with like, even just the whole issue of human trafficking. You have the father who's supposed to be the protector who is giving up his role as protector and exploiting and abusing and hurting. And Mm -hmm. you seeing women who are supposed to be nurturing and mothering and caretaking who are also giving up that 
that um, my godly calling and identity and exchanging that for that this animalistic behavior. And I walked away going, I like, like I was almost, I myself was, a, was like woken. I was woken that moment. No, I was awakened <laughs> to my own lukewarm, lukewarm. It was, I don't know if it's lukewarmness, but my own desensit being desensitized to what the culture is impressing upon me. So I, after walking out of that, had even like a new turned up like fervor to go, well, you know what? It's been a month. Target should be in the clear now, but I haven't gone to Target since the end of May. And you know what? I'm spending less money and I'm completely happy. And, you know, I love seeing that there's like 15 billion loss for them because it's like, no, like we actually have a voice as Christians to actually stand for righteousness, which is what you're talking about, Cynthia, is like being lukewarm in the fact that because I want a badge that says I'm cool and that you're not going to be mean to me, I'm going to, I'm going to be okay with my morality. I'm going to, I'm going to like, kind of like, Right. downplay what the Bible says. Cause you know what, what man says about me is better than what God says. Like I was shaken out of that. Cause I was like, like looking, like watching something as intense as a movie, which is portraying what is happening right now in real time, but to a much greater extent, I was so shook ladies. I was like, how can I live a life that is so different that impacts this issue beyond than just watching a movie and giving money? Like I want my life. I want the, I want the difference in my life to change something in this arena and I really do believe that it comes down to standing by family, standing by what the Bible says, not to condemn people, but to live a different way to provoke others into the family of Christ. Like, so I feel you because you know how many, and this is, I'm not, I'm not, okay. I'm just going to do a little rant here about the Barbie movie. I have not seen another movie pushed this freaking hard Mm-mm. in so long. It's on every platform. It's on social yep. media, the news, the talk shows. I'm like, what are they trying to push here? Like what, why, who is funding this? Because it's mm-hmm. everywhere. It's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's on, you go to Nordstrom mm-hmm. online, Target online, everywhere online. It's freaking Barbie, the movie. And the amount of people that I saw dressed up in pink, oh. and I'm talking and even, just, and, I'm, and I want to talk about Christians here who are like, oh, look, we're wearing our pink. Is there anything wrong with that? No. But when I walked away with just kind of this reality blast of like, but what are you like co-signing in watching this? Cool. It was fun. It was cute. But what, but what are they promoting? What are you putting yourself, what kind of influence are you putting yourself under? Mm -hmm. And then by posting it online and saying you're doing it are saying like, Hey, look at me. I'm cool. I'm part of this crowd now. Like, I don't know. Like I myself, I'm like, where, where have I done that? And like, I know that each person's journey is personal to them and their own amount of light that they walk in. But like, I was really, I think the word grieve, Pamela, is so, it's so right on. Because I don't even know if I'm angry. I think I'm more just like, I'm grieved. Well, my grief comes off as I'm pissed. That's how my grief is good too, though. I think there's a righteous anger in that. That's very necessary. It's true. Look, I haven't seen Barbie yet. But the fact that Barbie is pushed the way that it was pushed and Sound of Freedom has been criticized all the way, like, Literally, how do you criticize a movie that's about protecting children from child sex trafficking by saying that it's pretty much happening because the wealthy and the elite are allowing it to happen because they're the freaks who are benefiting? I don't get it. I really don't get it. And I'm, I'm like, you know, honestly, why is it condemnation and, 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 and not loving of others to actually speak 
our truth. That was like at one point, this same person told me and a girlfriend of mine who has young kids in school. And, you know, I do a lot of youth activism trying to bring awareness to these issues. And and which if the girl knew who I was like, sister, you've been here three minutes. You should have done your homework. I'm not the one to tell to be quiet and don't speak the truth. So she says, we're talking about the trans agenda in our schools and how a lot of trans activists are actually saying, hey, my parents allowed me to do this as a child. This was so wrong. I want to go back and now I can't. And they have their opinion also. Everyone has an opinion about it. But why, when we're speaking our opinion, do you who call yourself a Christian say, well, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that because we have a waiter and that waiter might be offended. Why is my truth offensive? And why do I care? Why do I care? People offend me with their truth all day long. They don't stop talking about their truth. And I go for it. It's a free country. Speak about whatever you want to speak about. But why do I have to be quiet? Because my truth is different than your truth. That's not, that's not right. And by the way, I didn't make up my truth. God did. So if you have a problem with it, work it out with God. It ain't me who said what's right and what's wrong, what'll take you to hell and what'll take you to heaven. It's not me who said, you know, this will give you a better life. Walk down this path. There, there, there's a reason why this is the road less traveled, you guys. There's a reason why. There's a reason why God said go in through the narrow gate because the road to hell is wide and the path that leads to it is easy. But you want to be the one on the narrow. I pray to be on the narrow path. And on the narrow path, I cannot believe that it includes people who call themselves Christians who are saying, shh, but don't say that too loud. You might offend someone. I'm not the one. I want to be offensive for the word of God. Do you think Jesus cared when he turned over the tables? You guys, really, when Jesus flipped over the money changer tables, do you think he cared if he offended anybody? I think he think- was trying to. <laughs> right. 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 Can I read can I read a scripture, Cynthia, that I just I feel like this yes. is where your um your righteous anger comes from. And sorry, Anna, I mean it just kind of came to me, but it's Luke 4 18. Um, this is out of the Berean, uh, but the spirit of the Lord is upon me because of which he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to send forth in deliverance the oppressed. Okay, so I think that we are dealing with the captives and the oppressed. But how will the captives and the oppressed be delivered if we do not speak the truth? And so that's where we as Christians have not had the courage to speak the truth of God's word because we've watered down the truth of whatever feels good to you, whatever feels right for you. And so we don't know our apologetics. So we cannot defend our faith. And that's why Christianity has been completely watered down because it's been all that, you know what? I just feel good when I'm with Jesus, but we haven't learned to defend our faith. And I would recommend myself included. Actually, I'm reading a book called um, Mama Bears for Apologetics. It's a really great uh, recommended reading. Um, Christina, I don't know if you've read it, Mm. but I think there's just this space and this opportunity in our culture right now for us Christians to rise up and learn our apologetics, learn what it is to defend our faith. And it will be offensive, 
but we have, we don't know the truth of God's word. And that's why we're like afraid. Cause we're like, well, we don't really know. So we'd, like, we don't really know how to back it up. So I just like, it'll just like, I'll just keep it personal. And that is what has kept us being really pansy type Christians. Girl, you better preach. That's 15 mic drop. You're right. R.T. Kendall, the great Bible scholar, said it so perfectly on, on, on one of my TBN shows one year. He said, Christians do not read their Bibles. They don't study the word of God. You know what they do? They cherry pick what Lisa Bevere posted or what I might post or what one of you post. One scripture out of context. Ooh, that feels good. I can post that. They're, and we've all done it. We yeah, all done it. So we, we're, we're all done. in that. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Forgive but the us, Lord. Totally. But the reality is that you it's okay to cherry pick those scriptures that work. The problem is you've got to know the entire counsel of God. you got to mm -hmm. understand the whole thing to know that our God is not a namby-pamby, weak-wheeled, wussy boy. Jesus is mm -hmm. a stud. Like, he's, he's not weak. There's nothing weak about Jesus. And I feel like that's what we've done. We've watered him down to be only a God who loves. Hold up a second. Yeah. To be culturally relevant. Right. To be culturally relevant. We've made him only a, only a God who loves, only mm -hmm. a Jesus who loves. That's the only Christian that will be accepted into all the rooms is the Christian that says, but he loves and I love you too. <laughs> I love you too. But love is about speaking the truth. Love is about saying, dude, you got a loaded gun in your hand. If you put that gun to your head repeatedly, you're going to blow your brains out. That's your end, period. That's the truth. If I love my son, I don't say to him, oh, everything you do, Christian, is okay. It's okay because I want you to like me. I want you to come and visit me. I don't care. I'd rather risk my son hating me, not thinking I'm his friend, not thinking, than <laughs> sit by while he commits suicide because maybe he's living a lifestyle that's going to hurt him. You have to speak the truth. And the problem is, if anybody comes up to me and asks me to pray for them, and I will go up to anybody and ask, hey, do you need prayer? I don't care who they are, straight, gay, black, straight, gay, black, white, trans, whatever, because I love. But I will also tell you the truth of what God says about you, your life, and your choices. Because I want people to tell me the truth about, about what God says when I maybe making a choice that seems questionable. I want you to ask me. I want you to call me out on it. Not sit by and watch me fall off into the middle of the ocean and drown. That's not love. That's not love. And I just, man, I mean, I can't even, I, I just can't even believe like how prevalent compromise is in the church. It's so mm -hmm. prevalent because people don't want to make people uncomfortable, you know, and it's really, really sad. And it's really scary because the, the word says, if my people who call themselves by my name would humble themselves and repent and turn from their sin, then, you know, then I'll hear their request in heaven. And I really feel like right now we're having a hard time getting our requests heard in heaven because we're, we're not willing to repent for not even standing up for Christ. Come on. If, if we own him, he will own us. If we own him before men, he will own us before our father in heaven. I, I'm around people all day long that really they'll own one part of him. 
They don't own the entirety of him. And that's the problem. You know, they don't own the entirety of him. Yes, thank you, Anna, for putting it on screen. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. I don't know about you around the world, but our land here in America is sick, sick, sick to the core. We are bleeding out, jugular cut. We mm. need help. We need help. We need to help ourselves. And Christians, you need to wake up. And we don't need Sunday Christians. I don't need it. I'd rather you not call yourself a Christian because in all honesty, it just makes me look bad and weak and watered down. And I'm not, I don't want to look bad or weak or watered down. We need a new word. Maybe we need a new word for us Christians who are actually really, truly striving to be lifestyle Christians. Christians. <laughs> Christians. Christ, Christians. Exactly. Right. Right. I'm a Christian. Right. You a Christian? Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, I know that we're from, we have people from all around the world. So sometimes I'm sure California news doesn't make um, much, it doesn't get you going, but there's, it's been so fun to watch. There's a young man named Ross Johnson. He actually um, went to the same college as my son a few years prior. He grew up with two, like his moms were, his moms were lesbians. He got saved. He's become this street preacher. He shut down Hollywood Boulevard a couple nights ago. There's a wow. huge awakening in Los Angeles and Come he's on. been moving up and down the coast. Ricky um, kind of met him like a, a while ago when he was just like starting out and we're watching God really use him. He is giving his testimony. He's like, listen, my, my, I grew up with two moms. Like God saved me. I actually, I love these women, but, and they both know they, they both look at me and go like, you know what? We love you. And it's, it's so radical, but people hear him because, Hey, listen, I grew up in this super like different family structure and liberal. God liberal and God awakened me to Christ. And now I'm living differently. And he, he speaks the truth and it is really, wow. it's been so awe inspiring to watch Ross and I'd encourage you guys to follow him yeah. um, at Ross Johnston. He has a John blue Johnson. dot. You'll probably be able to find him. So he has like 109,000 followers or something on, like that, on, but he's, on Twitter or on, on, on that's on um, Instagram. So, but you know, I, and that being said, like it, it's just, you know, it's not just this kid who's like a, this Sunday school Christian that grew up in this perfect Christian house. He's like, no, God, this is what I'm talking about. When I was talking about that scripture where God, you know, he is delivering people. Ross mm -hmm. was like a captive that was set free. You know, so I, I just go, there is hope that that's the flip right. side of this, right? Cynthia, it's like, as when people are brave and courageous to speak the truth, you know, and it, sometimes it only takes one, but yeah. you know, this kid, he risked everything. He's risked his relationship with his family for Christ. Yeah. yeah. And, and people are afraid to do that because they don't want to lose anything there because it is comfortable to be loved by your family. Right. It is comfortable. Mm -hmm. And yet I know that this is a big conversation because we're just like, well, I don't want to hurt people. It's like, yeah, but the eternity is at stake. And we Nova, forget that. Yes. And you are right. And I don't even think it's, I don't want to hurt people. I think you said it lose. People don't want to lose anything. And sure. Jesus said, you have to lose your life to gain. 
you know, and we, that is it. We don't want to do that. We don't want to lose favor with fans. We don't want to lose invites. I mean, listen, I I don't want to lose something for my son or for the young people in my life that Mm -hmm. I love because someone goes, whoa, his mom is crazy. She's radical. She's out. She's hateful. She's what, because I'm not, I'm not any of those things. However, however, I cannot answer to the, to the, I don't want to lose God. I have to answer to the God that says, if you want me, lay down your life and mm-hmm. follow me. I yeah. have to, have mm-hmm. to. And I, I mean, I, I don't, I want to go to hell for eternity a lot less than I want your favor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, but don't no you fear, see, man. I, I feel like, but I feel like this whole like fear of man thing, like, for me personally, from my own experience, like the Lord has been so kind to like, kind of like re revive my heart in a new way. You know, just, it's been like another season of that, of just him turning up the fire a little bit and being like, like, like it letting me experience him in such a way that I will easily lay down these other things. And I'm talking like at this point, in my walk, the little things are like not scrolling Pinterest as much, not having so much on my wish. I mean, it's just like stupid stuff, but like, I realize where he things take the place of him. So I've been thinking about like, what is it that makes me fearful of like even standing up for things or like wanting to be bold about like being a Christian or whatever. And I, in this time, this new, this little sweet season of like encountering him in a new way, I'm like, I think it just, it's the fact that like when I lose sight of the value of Christ, when it becomes just, when it's just head knowledge and I haven't, I had forgotten about the experiencing of like his fullness, his, not just for his provision in my daily life, not just, Oh, well, you know, like he loves you. So he died for you. But like that real, when it hits your heart and he becomes so real to you that he's more real than like anything else than like your honor, your likes, your, your money or this, your whatever, like then it becomes easy when you, when you like are encountering him in that place of where it's real outside of, I could read my Bible all day and check it off the list and never encounter him. I don't know. I feel like I could with my to-do list. But it's in this place of like experience and encounter that he's real. He's not just someone that we read about. And we go to we go to church on Sundays and we hear the right sermons and then we go off and do our own life. Like when like Jesus, the man, like I'm thinking of the God man documentary, when he walks into your life and you encounter him for real, then it doesn't matter anymore. Like, you know what I mean? You realize like, what do I care if like these 50 people over here don't like me on Twitter or Instagram when you're like face to face like with Jesus, who he is, and you see like this, like this theme of love and kindness and goodness and patience in your life that he has like, like been to you that trumps everything. You know what I mean? So like, to me, I think that's why the word grieve is important because it's like, I think there's a lot of Christians who have never actually encountered him. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So like, and I think like for, I'm just going to bring this up. I know Audrey, I don't know where she's at now, but Audrey Assad, who's a phenomenal singer, songwriter, worship leader. Like, like a few years ago, she was kind of was open in an interview that like she was kind of deconstructing her faith because she realized that like, that like her whole life, her, her theology of God was that she was only, that God would only love her if she believed the right thing. Now, isn't it like the kindness of the Lord to kind of like allow her to start maybe wavering in her idea of God so that she can actually encounter him for real and not just like this wrong image of God. Like, so 
I, I do want to grieve. And I think the anger is good because it makes you spark and go, well, I need to change the way I live. And hopefully the way I live will like impact others to encounter Christ. You know, I remember like even in the God man serenity, Darren's daughter, you know, as she was like encountering Jesus, she said one of her heart's desires was to walk around and have people see Jesus in her eyes and feel like, and feel like they encountered Jesus when they, when they encountered her. And I mean, and it happens, you see it happen in the documentary. And I'm like, I think we can do that. And that, that, I think that is like the point of, of changing, even like church changing, impacting Christians, because it's like, then you see Nova living like so different. You're like, Nova, how do you not care? Like, but you like shine so bright and like, you're so freaking cool. But like, how do you not care? Like that, that sparks not only courage, but it starts making people go, okay, I want to like that and not like this. You know what I mean? So like, I think think it's going to happen. I would say too, Christina, that it might almost take, and and I'm just saying as I'm thinking, but it may, and then correct me if you guys think differently, but like, it may even take more courage, like one-on-one than just Mm -hmm. ranting on Instagram or on you, you know what I'm saying? It may take more courage to be a truth teller and a truth speaker one-on-one because that's actually where real interaction happens. And it takes a Mm -hmm. lot of bravery to go, I really love you, but I can't agree with you because of this. And then if I don't know the answer, could we just like look at this together? But I'd love to look with you with the word of God. I think sometimes we want to get on a soapbox and like myself included. So I'm not saying anybody, but the idea that, you know, Jesus is, he's not just true for me. Jesus is truth. He's not just truth for me. He's truth. But where do I find that? It's in the word. And it takes a lot of courage to do that one-on-one with people that you may not agree with. And that's more risky than just saying things way out there on social media. So I, I would challenge myself and us to be risk takers for the gospel that way and be truth tellers mm-hmm. one-on-one because that actually does make a difference because often our neighbors don't even know what we think about things because we want to like keep the peace in the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And, Mm. and there's, then there is something to be said about that. And and there's scripture regarding that. But I I think we have to become a different kind of courageous and going Mm. back to that movie um, sound of freedom. I think this is just an opinion, but if people are against that movie, then they've, they're in on something because I right. do not know. I agree with you. So sorry. That was yeah. like a little afterthought that I want no, to, I really 100%. think, you know, right. and in regard to the Barbie movie, I am shocked and surprised at how many Christians um, are posting and wanting to go see that. And I I'm teaching my daughter. This is, what is the movie about? What's going on? So in this it's, there's yeah, there's, go ahead. I have not watched it because I, I don't want to, have you seen that. it? But no, I have not. Seen? I have not seen it, but I have seen what's like in it. Okay. Like a video of a guy going like, "This is what these are kind of the agendas. This is what's in it." Um, there's, it's just, it's like strong feminism. Like, like the male is like the Ken is supposedly the uh, the bad it, guy in it. Yeah. It's it's very it's very feminist, and then there's a lot oh, of like, the my. Horse, like gosh Very like woman like woman power oh we don't need to have babies let's like you know whatever oh it's um, the feminist oh it's the feminist movement the greatest is. and most failed experiment in the yeah. history of our planet 
period. So, so is it overtly like intense, like here's like nudity and sex and drugs? No, but it's to me, it's like the breaking, like again, back to the breaking down of the family unit. Like I don't endorse Agreed. any of that and any of the, well, we don't need to have children. Oh, well, we don't need a man. Like that is so anti-family. Like I'm just, Wow. So do you know what I'm saying? Do you see, do you see how it's yeah. like, it's palatable though? It's yeah. like, not yes. like, it's yeah. not so bad, but to me, I'm like, right. It's watered it's, down it's, it's and cute. split in there. Yeah. It's, it's kind of cute. It's Barbie. It's, it's iconic. Cute. But to yeah. me, it's yeah. like, I, I think other agenda too, being yeah. in yeah. it. Yeah. So go ahead. It's very agenda driven. And I, I haven't seen it, Cynthia, to be fair. Um, but I did like Christine, I did a little bit of homework on the movie and something that, and going back to that mama bear apologetics, just reading in there, this concept of like chewing and spitting, like chewing, like eating the meat, spitting out the, spitting out the bones. Like there are things that I will preview and I'll go, this is actually pretty good. It has something in here. I do want Shiloh to watch it because I'm trying to teach her to be a critical thinker. I'm not going right. to put get, put things in front of her that's like way beyond her. But I will say, okay, I saw something. What did you see? So as a as a mom, I'm trying to tr- trying to have a relationship with my daughter where it's relationship first with Christ, relationship with her, teaching her. Because everything's going to come at her anyway. She right. has to be equipped. Right. I have to be right. equipped. So I'm right. teaching that concept of, you know, we may, we may chew on, on this. Some of it is we can, is nourishment, but we got to spit some of this out and teaching my daughter how to critically think. And I think also as believers, we have not been taught to critically think because from the pulpit, we're told things, do it, right. A, B, C, then you'll get this. So we're not taught that Socratic method of learning conversation let's go deeper let's go back and forth and that's where i think the church has also missed the the relationship where we meet together i mean the act they met together they talked they conversed they asked a lot of questions look at like how jesus taught you know his disciples like there were so many stories there was so much back and forth and i think as believers we've also kind of you know moved away from that going Oh, mighty pastor, teach me all the things to help me make it through my week. And then that's it. And so we have been, we have been dumbing down the word of God and the way of Christ for many, many, many years. Yeah. Dumbing it down. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You know, give me, give me a cheerleading session to make me feel good. So I, a little inspirational talk so I can go out and win. Come up. Right. A little pump pump up. up. Yeah. And that's, listen, honestly, that's why, and I know that I know this even for myself. That's why, but by the time you get from Sunday to Sunday, your pump up done worn off and you need to go and get another hit. It's a drug. It's just a drug that's being used. And the actual, the actual life changer and the addiction healer and the cure for all of that is to really just know solidly the word of God, to be in it you know, regularly yeah. to, to really have your relationship, you know, in, in a, yeah. in a, in a place that's not shallow or superficial, mm-hmm. you know, and, and mm-hmm. it, it is really, it is really, it is just, it is just maddening to me because everything I see around me that I go, well, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. I really believe is because Christians have become so lukewarm in the Western church. We've had the greatest freedoms to worship openly. 
We've had the greatest ability to read our Bible, have our own schools, have our own churches. We, I mean, there are countries where this does not happen, you know, but here we've got the cushy seats, the perfect, we've got great worship leaders and worship music, and we have just turned it into something to serve ourselves instead of something in which we're serving God. Right. Right. You know, and, and when I see it all around me, when I'm in situations where I'm supposedly surrounded by Christians, but it's obvious, like, no, you are part of the problem. You are not a, you're not a, you're not a Christian who's part of a solution. I mean, God love you. I'm sure Jesus made a covenant with you, but do you know him? What, what, like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it because I, I, I don't get it. I, I think that we don't understand the word love at all. We don't understand what God's love actually really is about. And so we say, we just want to love people. And then that makes it okay for everyone hearing because they can take that. You know, I can, you can be a sinner and hear, well, Christians should love and go, yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and it's all okay. And then you, as the one saying it, fit in okay to the group and the people hearing it in the group feel okay about your presence there because you're not actually explaining what the love of Christ is. And, and, and honestly, I want those of you listening, the yeah. next time you're with someone who says Christians should love, I want you to ask them if they know what God's love is. And so I want you to go make your own list. What does God's love look like? What does God's love look like in your own life? For me, it looked like a wooing and a, and a presence that was with me, even when I was making my bed in hell, scripture, if I make my bed in hell, he was there with me, right? But then at a, it, then, then it, got, it got clearer and clearer. It gets more mature. It gets more mature, right? So then you're in, and all of a sudden now he starts to show you what sin looks like. And then you look at your life and you realize, oh, there are things in my life I need to change. Okay, there are things in my, but I'm so in love now with this God who first loved me that I want to change these things because I'm in love. Like, right. You can't say, you know, the Lord and not want to change anything about your life. Cause the first thing that happened when I fell in love with a God who died for me was I wanted to die to the things that I was reading in his word were killing him. They were offending him. They were hurting him. I said to someone real simply who asked a question about, something having to do with the trans movement the other day. And I said, do you believe that God makes mistakes? That's the argument that a lot of people will use to justify a lot of stuff that's outside of the Bible. Well, God doesn't make a mistake. That would be like me cursing all day long and cheating on my husband and living a lifestyle of adultery saying, well, God didn't make a mistake. He made me this way. No, mm. be careful, be careful. If I read the Bible, I know what God made. He didn't make my mouth for cursing and he didn't make me for adultery. So my whole thing is even when I, even in my twenties and thirties, when I was running amok and really and truly kind of living in rebellion, I was always truthful about it. And I would always say, you know, I don't really have this issue worked out yet. I'm not sure. I don't really want to deal with it because if I deal with it, I might have to get real about this, mm. but I was never going to sit there and try to pass it off as okay, because I'm afraid of manipulating the word of God. 
because there is much in the Bible that talks about God's word being subject to no private interpretation and about woe to those of you who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, definitely woe to those who call evil good and good evil. And that is happening. It's rampant. Right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's rampant, Nova. Mm, It's rampant. And it does break my heart, Cynthia. And that's where that that, that humanity in us, that that compassion, the, the empathy that does come from the Lord. It's like, it's that piece of like, man, they... There are people that are held captive. They don't even know it. And that's where, right, as believers, we know the truth. We know the truth sets us free. So we have to speak the truth courageously because the captives, they don't even know. They're in prison. Did you know that you can put a, I think it was like little fruit flies. I saw this something. I don't know where it says, but there you can put fruit flies in a little jar and you put the lid on and they're in there for like a week or whatever. You take the lid off. Did you know that they stay in there? They don't even know they're free to go. Oh. So so people, you know, with all the nonsense that's going on in the world, there's just been like a jar put on them. And mm-hmm. then, you know, as believers, we're like, hey, we're going to take this lid off. And they don't, they're like, I, I need to, no, I'll just stay right here. Right. But Jesus does come and he says, Come on, let's go. Like th- th- this life, I'm actually giving you, there is freedom. You can go, but they don't even know it. They're just held captive. And so we got to take that lid off. And then we have to go, come on, guys, let's go. Let's go be free. You know? Right. Well, we don't know. You know, it's interesting. We, we don't know what freedom looks like, even as Christians, because yeah. the world, the world has so dictated what freedom is that freedom to the world looks like sin, just be in it, whatever it is, just do it, whatever it is. And the reality is that freedom actually has rules and comes at a cost Mm -hmm. period. It certainly came at a high price for Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. He died for us to have our freedom. He paid the price, but we don't want to pay a price. We don't even want the freedom that he gives us, you know, and, 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 and when we're silent about that, we're helping others to stay in bondage. We're helping yeah. them. And I believe honestly that, the, you know, like Jesus said, like the truth is going to offend some people. It's going to split up some families. He said, I came to turn mother against son and son, I mean, and father against daughter. Like, hello. Do we not believe those parts? Do we not believe like that Jesus wants us to be continually transformed by the renewing of our mind in Christ Jesus? That means honestly, we have to do something. We got to hold on to the word. We got to keep doing it. I mean, I listen, I'm with you guys. I really believe that we have so much power as believers. Look at Sound of Freedom. We are yeah. putting our money behind that movie, period, as believers. It, it's, and by know, the way, it's it surpassed, I don't know if you're going to say it. It's surpassed, it's surpassed Mission, Mission Impossible. Yeah. 100 million. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, so we have to know, right, that it matters where we put our resources because it does speak in this world. Right. Where we and put I, our resources. And, and I know, I know for a fact, a lot of non-believers have put their mm-hmm. money behind yeah. this movie too. And and it's because truth resonates deep inside 
of everybody, where, whether you know God or not. That's why I believe that so many people, when they've made their choice or whatever their lifestyle is, have moments of intense torture. They have to. Because whenever I make a choice for my life that is compromised or against what the God I say I believe in says, I get a little bit convicted of sin. I get a little bit nudged out in the gut. And that's because the Holy Spirit is here in the world to convict the world of sin, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm, I'm not trying to convict anyone of sin. That's not my job. But I am saying I don't feel that I should be silent about what my truth is because no one else is silent about what their truth is, period. And their truth, you know, as far as Christianity goes, when you water down God's truth, our truth is not very loud. It's not. Mm. It feels good for five seconds. You know, I, I, I took a post purposely today, the, the, the one I posted on Instagram, and it says something that everybody, God is going to bring you through it in his way, in his timing. People will automatically look at that and love it. But what I was asking God to bring me through was this siege of progressive Christianity and lukewarm Christians. Get me through mm. it, Lord. Get us through it, Lord. Because we're in a dangerous place with that. Get us through it. And it's funny because if you look at just these little tidbits out of context, it's just enough to make you feel good about where you are today, not look too deeply, and keep going on. Mm. We need to start speaking truth that makes others look deeply. We Amen. need to be ripping into ourselves. Right. That's really, really good. That's very, that's solid. That's a solid encouragement, Cynthia. Thank you. Can you just sit? Can you repeat that? <laughs> We, yes, we need to speak truth that makes others look deeply inside yeah. of themselves. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But it, 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 according to look deeply inside themselves and the word of God, like, right. It goes hand in hand. Like we, yeah. here I am. I, I'm beside myself if I'm really looking deeply and the only place that is going to bring you through is the truth of the word of God. And and he is truth and his word is true. Right. Yeah. I mean, Jesus yeah. said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, no man goes to the father, but, but, but through the son. And the crazy thing is, come on, guys, I don't care what you believe or don't believe. There is no other God and no other religion that, that has ever made that claim. So for me, when I was investigating everything from Kabbalah to the Muslim faith, to the Hindu, all of it. I was investigating all of it at one point in my life, in my early 20s. I, of course I was investigating all of it. I was smack dab in the middle of Hollywood and wanted everybody to like me and wanted to be famous. And those were the truths that were all around me, the very new agey truths. So of course I was gonna try those first before I tried the Jesus that I was raised with, that I knew had some rules, rules that I didn't really wanna follow. Cause you know what? I was afraid that they might make me change some things. Well, when I tried all those other truths, I never had full peace, never had full happiness, and I never saw any power in them, ever, ever. There are no miracles associated with any God in any of those other truths. The only miracle-making, way-making, provision-giving God I ever encountered was when I went, okay, Jesus, can nobody do me like you? Okay, I surrender. I get it. 
You actually died on a cross for my sin. I get it. And you know what? I can live down here and compromise all I want, but I am never going to be happy unless I actually just give my life to you fully. So here it is. If I have to stop having sex, legs shut. If I have to stop talking trash, trash shut. If I can't curse anymore, where's the soap? If I can't hang out with those people anymore, deuces. Like, that was it. It's just, I mean, when it gets real, it just gets real. And a lot of you need to change playgrounds and playmates, period. Mm-hmm. And where you are, a lot of you not need to start being who Jesus is, not who you are, who Jesus is, you know? And that will truly allow you to be who you are, you know? Yeah. And, and I know for a fact that I have a conversation that I will have with this particular progressive sister who believes that you shouldn't say anything that offends anyone, anywhere, anytime. Because you know what? If you don't own him before men, he will not own you before your father in heaven. And I've always seen in my life, and I may look younger than I am, but I'm older than you think. And in all those years, I truly get that if we're about his business, he'll be about ours. And I need him to be about my business because I need super, I, I got supernatural business that needs attending to. I need miracles, breakthrough, deliverance, power on a daily basis. So yeah. you guys, I guess in winding up this week, cause I, 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 I know, I know that the girls have to get out of the studio and, and, and get this week moving, but you know, for all of you, I, I just really, I ask you not just to share Girl Club with with those you love. Share Girl Club with those who need to hear, with those who might be offended. Share it with them and invite them to take a watch because I truly believe that the heart condition behind what we're saying will shine forth. And I truly believe that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts right through, right through, right? Right through the flesh to what the heart needs to hear. And I just think that I don't know. I know this is a place where we're going to talk about what the heart needs to hear. May not be what you want to hear, but we're going to talk about what the heart needs to hear. And, 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 and we're going to talk about a lot of things, you know, and, and some of those things are culturally relevant things because I don't think that Jesus avoided culture. He had an opinion about the culture of his day. He thought the Pharisees were hypocrites. You know, he had much to say about much, you know, and, and yeah, he hung out with sinners, but he didn't hang out with sinners and not speak the truth. When he hung out with the woman at the well, he looked at her and he said, let me tell you about your sin. This is what you're doing. Sister, you're dirty, but let me tell you what can clean you. Let me introduce you to the waters that bring life. And that was that. So as we, uh, as we get ready to get out of here today, please know that Jesus did not come to make you feel good. He came to save you. And that'll make your life better. You know, it'll make your life good. So um, Nova and Christina, I love you guys. Love you. Love you guys. And we love all of you. So for now, we are, we're going we're gonna to let you go. I, I don't want to, I know we have a few more minutes if there's anything you want to say in closing, but I also want to get the two of you out on time because you have kids to pick up. Anything? 
All right. It's Nova and Christina <laughs> are going le- to leave the studio. Um, we've got a few minutes. I can go if there are any comments or questions in studio. Anybody, let's just run uh, run through quickly, Anna, some of the comments. Um, we, I think we've hit them all today. Uh, Brenda says, I have friends from church, which I used to try and convince to read their Bible to convince them it was worth their time. Oh, boy. Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. It happens, though. MV says, I feel convicted. This channel is going to grow exponentially because there's so much wisdom here and truth. Thank you so much. I have found gold. Thank you. Oh, MV, I don't know where in the world or in this country you are, but thank you for that encouragement. Um, All we have is the truth, guys, and the truth will set us free. And it's the word of God. That's That's it. So God says the truth will set you free. And I tried everything else to set myself free and none of it worked. So I'm walking in the truth today because I know that sets me free. All right. Well, from all of us here at Girl Club, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Thank you to Life Audio for hosting us. We're on all your favorite podcast platforms, and you can see us live stream right here. You can interact with us, send in your comments. If you watch our podcast filming, which happens every Monday morning, Information at Cynthia Garrett Ministries at CynthiaGarrett.org for how to do that right here on the Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube channel. And then new podcast episodes drop every Tuesday um, from what you've all just been a part of filming right here. I'm Cynthia Garrett. I love you guys. And I hope you are having a blessed summer for the next few weeks of the summer. The next four weeks of the summer, we're going to do something a little bit special. All right. Peace out. Hello, hello. Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's word one verse at a time to explore his will for your life and desire to draw closer to him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search your daily Bible verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's Word.